0: Welcome to the I Am Persuaded podcast with Travis Shelton. Our desire is to provide weekly encouragement and biblical truths so that you too can be persuaded that he is able. Thanks for joining us on this episode. Now let's hear what Pastor Travis has to say. Welcome back to the I Am Persuaded podcast. I'm thankful and grateful that you tune in each and every Friday that we post one of these episodes, and I apologize for not posting last Friday. It was a busy week, and we did not get an episode out in time, so I apologize for that. But we're looking forward to the content that we're going to discuss today, and so we left off, I think it was two weeks ago, with mine and Brother Matt's conversation as we talked on social media, some of the pitfalls, some of the highlights some of the good things of social media, but also how in our life as Christians, social media can be detrimental, social media can have bad influences, and social media can just send us down a road of depression and comparison. And so kind of feeding off of that, we're going to be talking today with my wife, Christiana, about the topic of modesty and how comparing yourself to another or trying to live up to a standard, um, really skews your view of yourself and skews your view of identity and so Christiana I'm glad that you're here with me today and I'm looking forward to the conversation
1: Thank you Travis it's good to be here
0: and I would like to say off the start Christiana is not one to public speak she does not like to talk in front of people she does not like this even with me and her just sitting at the kitchen table oh yeah I hate it <laughs> she don't like this kind of thing so Eric cockman if you're listening this is all because of you. You persuaded her, you persuaded us to do this podcast together. So I hope you're listening, and I hope you take notes, Eric Cockman. So thank you for that.
1: Yeah, I am persuaded that this will be a good podcast, even though I don't like to speak.
0: (laughs) So we're looking forward to the topic today, and Christiana has titled her um, Study of Modesty, The Truth About Wearing a Mask, and tying that into our identity as Christians. And so this is focused... More so toward the women, teenage girls, those that truly struggle with identity. And I'll say this before we start. I've talked to many people, even men and and young men uh, that struggle with this issue. And so it's not just a teenage girl issue. It's not just a teenage boy issue. This issue of identity and finding your worth in Jesus is an issue that transcends all ages and all generations of Christianity. And so know that today before we dive into the topic. So Christiana, uh, you take it over from here.
1: Okay. Well, um, first of all, if you read this title and thought that I was going to be talking about a mask with the coronavirus and COVID, you are totally wrong. And I'm sorry to disappoint about that. Uh, But I kind of titled it The Truth About Wearing a Mask because you know, everybody in our world today wants to fit in. You'll see a group of people and you'll think, oh, they're the popular ones. I'm going to try to dress like they are, or I'm going to try to talk like they talk because if they're cool, um, dressing like that and talking like that, then I've got to do that to be cool. So you kind of put on this mask and you try to act like you're this group of people just to fit in when really that's not who you are at all. So the truth about wearing a mask is that's that's kind of the background there and that's kind of why I titled it that because eventually at the end of the day we all have to take our mask off whoever you tried to be that day or whoever you uh, thought that you had to be to impress this certain person at the end of the day when you go to bed your mask has to come off so think about that who have you been today or who have you tried to be today when you wake up and you say all right Time for me to get dressed. Let's see. What am I going to wear today? Oh, well, this this really cool person that I follow online, they had something on and it had like a little denim jacket. So I think I'm going to wear one because they have one. Well, you're not really trying to be that person. You're trying to, you're trying to, or you're not trying to be yourself. You're trying to be that person. So you're trying to mirror your life after them when ultimately that's not going to give you satisfaction uh, for any means because you're not mirroring your life after Christ Christ should be the person that you look every morning you wake up, you say, okay, who am I wanting to please? I'm wanting to please Christ. Because at the end of the day, it does not matter what the world says about you. It matters what Christ says about you. And so when you try to find yourself and you try to find your satisfaction in the clothes you wear or for girls, the makeup you put on, or maybe for guys, you know, the sporting events you go to and you got to go see your favorite team play because, Oh, this guy's cool. And he does whatever the case may be at the end of the day. That's not, that's not going to give you any type of satisfaction.
0: Yeah, and Jesus kind of speaks on this topic, especially as we've been studying 1 Peter at youth group. Um, there in verse 1, I believe it is, he, said, he tells us to take off all hypocrisies. And the Greek word for hypocrisy is literally wearing a mask. And so something that we all do, and I think not just in Christianity is we try to be someone that we're not, to live up to a standard that the world has set, and we think that this is the standard for success, or this is the standard for popularity. And so we try to be this person, and this is not the person that Christ has intended us to be. And this can go into all realms of Christianity with preachers. I mean, young preachers thinking they have to model their style of preaching after another pastor or preacher. Or for young women to think they have to... um, pattern their their style of dress or pattern their way of life after somebody they follow on Instagram or some movie star in Hollywood
1: oh yeah I think that's a really big thing today like girls will be scrolling Instagram and and they'll say well I'm going to get my inspiration from this this Instagrammer because she has like 200,000 followers so she must be really cool but the way that this girl's dressing when you start stalking her Instagram she's pretty much dressing with no regard or no care as to what she shows off. Not, not really trying to cover up anything. It's kind of just whatever she has, she'll just throw on and post a picture in front of a flower and she'll get a whole bunch of likes and you think that she's cool. So like one of the things I would encourage you girls to do, I mean, and this could go for guys too on your Instagram feed as you're scrolling the Instagram, who is it that you try to mirror your life after and are they a christian. So I feel like I feel like there's a lot of good christian influencers to follow, but a lot of the times you'll see teenage girls especially uh, in youth group they'll say, "Well, I'm trying to I'm trying to live my life like this girl because she's she really got it in life." And I'm thinking, "Well, she's not even a christian." So First of all, you're not even trying to model Christ. And second of all, you're not even trying to model a Christian example. So basing your standards off of the world, that's really that's really where you fall short.
0: Yeah, I think so. And so I think that can kind of drive us into uh, some of your talking points on modesty, Christiana, and how what world are we really representing when we talk about Christianity and who we are in Christ? Because Christ through Scripture lays out who we are and we're told that we're just pilgrims passing through earth and so if we're trying to pattern our life or our identity off of someone as you said that's not a christ follower so they're not patterning patterning their life after jesus then in essence we're not patterning ours after jesus either exactly. so talk on that for a little
1: while well and and the thing is god already knows what's underneath All of our masks so all he wants us to do is take them off and be open with our true selves so that we can receive the healing that he came to give us
0: yeah Christ wants us to be open and vulnerable with him and if we're not being I mean he knows us I mean he knows the intents of our heart he knows exactly who we are so we're not hiding anything from God but he wants us to be open and vulnerable with him so that way we can see where correction needs to take place in our life
1: yeah one of the interesting things about this is everyone's so consumed with the external you think oh well I've I've got to look this way to play this part or whatever the case may be but how many times are you truly checking your heart checking what's on the inside we, we like first Peter 3 says do not let your adorning be external so how many times a day are you constantly like, let me go in the mirror. I got to check. I got to check out what's going on in here. My hair my hair might be messed up. But then how many times a day are you, are you checking the internal spiritual condition of your heart? The end of that verse goes on to say, that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of meek and a quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God, a great price. But so many of us are not focused on, the internal spiritual condition of ourselves. We're only focused on our outward appearance.
0: You know that makes me think of what um, the Bible says in 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse seven, when God is calling David uh, to be the next king and God is about to use him to slay Goliath. And they say in verse seven, but the Lord said unto Samuel, look not on his countenance or on the height of his stature because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth, for he looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. And so there... Uh, the Lord's what He's really saying there is is men. We so often we look at the outward appearance. We measure success. We measure identity. We measure when someone has made it through their outward appearance. But God, at the end of the day, He's not concerned with. Uh, If our nails match our our skirt or if our camouflage matches our camouflage boots or or whatever the case may be. If we match our car that day, he's not concerned about any of that. What he's concerned about is what Christiana said, the intents of our heart. And and he looks on the inside of us, verse 7 as it ends, it says, For not as man seeth, for man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. And so God is concerned with our spiritual condition, not what we or who we appear to be on the external He's concerned with who we are on the inside and how we're serving him and trying to model our life to be like his life when he lived a perfect and sinless life 2,000 years ago.
1: Yeah, that's really good. In with the topic of modesty, I know our culture is just screaming the message, wear what you want, as much as you want, or as little as you want. And I'll kind of give you guys like the best example to convey what I'm trying to say. So it was last December that Travis and I got married And we were just back in our house. It was our first Sunday morning, about to go to church um, as a married couple. And I wake up that morning, as I always do, I check the weather. So I rolled out of bed. I checked the weather. And it said it was going to be like 35 outside. And I was like, oh, my goodness. what? We have nothing unpacked in our house. It's just all in boxes. So I'm like, what box is our winter coats in? So I'm like running down the hall. And (laughs) I'm trying to sort through all these boxes and find our winter coats. So I finally find them all. And I lay them at the door for us to grab out as we go. So Travis gets up, we're fixing breakfast, and he's like, why have you got our winter coats laying out? I said, Travis, it's like 35 degrees outside. Can you believe it? (laughs) It's really crazy. And Travis said, it's not 35 degrees outside. I said, yes, it is, Travis. My weather app told me so. Travis said, I just don't think that's right. So anyways, we kind of go our separate ways. We're getting ready and everything. It comes time to get into the car. We come outside, and we've got our winter coats on.
0: She had me bundled up like I'm a four-year-old going out for his first day of snow. <laughs> it and was so I walk, And I'm hot in it anyway, so if you know me, I mean, I don't handle the heat very well. And so I walk outside to go to the car, and it's like 60 degrees, and here I am. have an undershirt, I have a long sleeve dress shirt, I have a <laughs> necktie, I have a sports coat, and then I have a huge flannel jacket on top of that. I walk outside, and I feel like a baked potato. <laughs>
1: it was really, I, that was my first letdown as a wife, probably. And uh, so, so I was like, Travis, well, what's wrong with my phone? Because my phone has been glitching before anyway. So I was like, maybe it finally just kicked the bucket. My phone's totally messed up. And Travis said, well, let me look at the app. So at this point, we're back in the house, dropping off our winter coats back into the box where they belong. And I, I'm like, I think I need a new phone. And Travis is like, you don't need a new phone. Cracks wouldn't, wouldn't cause it to, to change the weather app. And I'm like, well, I don't know what's up. So the more Travis looks at it, the stupider I felt.
0: <laughs> she was not looking at the weather from North Carolina, to say the least.
1: Yeah. So our honeymoon, we honeymooned in Jamaica, and our connecting flight was in Baltimore, Maryland, and that was the last time that I was like, you know what, Travis, let me just check the weather here in. Ba- we weren't even we weren't even going to stay in Baltimore. Like we just had a connecting flight. We were in that airport for a couple of hours, and then we were coming right back to Raleigh. I was like you know what? It was it was so cold getting off the terminal. Let me just see what the weather is here. And I totally forgot to change it back to North Carolina.
0: So she was representing Maryland weather in North Carolina, where Maryland, it was very cold the night we got off the plane and then we get home and it's not the same temperature. But yeah. she was reading the weather from another place that we're not from.
1: Yeah. So I got to thinking of how we would have even looked to everybody at church if we would have rolled up in our big, heavy winter coats. And I kind of think that's how a lot of us do today. We see the flat, the fashion bloggers and the um, popular people on Instagram showing us the latest fashions. And we try to mirror it because we think that's what we're supposed to do. That's what our phones are telling us to do. It's kind of like my weather app that Sunday morning. We go outside. We're dressed that way. We don't feel normal. We're a little bit uncomfortable and icky, but we're dressed the way that our phones told us to dress. And we still have that icky, uncomfortable feeling because we know that we're not dressed in the appropriate outfit. That's not what we want to be representing. So, like, we were trying to represent Maryland's weather conditions while in North Carolina. And that morning, I shouldn't have even went off the weather app because it was giving me the weather for the wrong place, telling me to represent a place that we're not even from and a place that we don't even live in or belong to, just like the world. We don't want to be a reflection of the Hollywood pop stars we follow on Instagram or the models that we see in magazines. We want to be a reflection of Christ and be so secure in the identity that we have in him that we're comfortable in the clothes that we wear because ultimately we're honoring Christ. You know, modesty doesn't always have to rely on what you're wearing, but who you're representing.
0: And I think that's really good. And that's a good way to tie that in with that story. But um, that's true. You know, the Bible calls us pilgrims as we're just passing through this earth. And this is not our forever dwelling place. And so the Bible's actually very clear that when we place our faith, hope, and trust in Jesus and Jesus alone, and we receive the greatest gift that we could ever receive, which is salvation, our name is written in the Lamb's book of life. And so we now have residency in heaven. And so now we're not necessarily citizens just in America or wherever you're from. We're citizens in heaven. We have dual citizenship. And so actually our eternal home, our forever home is heaven. And so at the end of the day, no matter who you are, no matter what stage of life you're in, you should be representing heaven. You should be representing Jesus because Jesus gave all for you 2,000 years ago so that you could have a life free of sin for all of eternity so that you could live in heaven with him one day forever. And so the point of that is, what world are you representing? Are you trying so hard to represent earth that you forget heaven or are you trying so hard to represent heaven that what you wear, how you speak, what you post on Instagram or Facebook, all of that represents Jesus because you're flooding everything through a filter, a gospel focused filter. That that's who I'm going to be like I'm trying so hard to be like Jesus because ultimately I'm not even from here. So why try to be like the ones that have success here? Let's be like the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He's conquered death, hell and the grave so that we could have eternal life. And so why not pattern our life after him, the one that gave all for us?
1: Yeah, that's really good. And to everybody that's listening today, I think that you should just take a second of your day after you listen to this podcast and think if there was a lost person that went to your Instagram profile or your Facebook page or whatever it may be, Twitter, would they be able to tell that you're a Christian by the things that you post? You say, Well I've got a I've got a verse in my bio, but I pretty much post whatever I want to post. Doesn't matter the language, doesn't really matter the dress. That's not what I'm saying. I don't care if you have a verse in your bio. I'm asking for your actions. Are you representing Christ or are you representing the world?
0: I think that's very good. And so today as we close, I think that's a good thought. Thank today, think next week. Uh, who am I representing? W- what is my style representing? What is my actions representing? What is my clothing representing? And try, there's so many people get so caught up in their, they actually think they're worthless. They think they don't mean anything, mean anything to anybody really. And so they get so caught up in who they are by the world's standards. And child of God, young girl, young man, uh, older woman, older man, that, that's not the way to think. Christ did not come and die 2,000 years ago for us to live in comparison with other Christians or non-believers. We're going to compare our life to Jesus. And yes, every single time we're going to fall short, every single time we're going to come up and miss the mark because that's what Romans tells us.
1: Yeah, but his mercies are new every morning.
0: And that's the beautiful thing about the gospel is Christiana said his mercies are new every morning. So today, if you find yourself in in that rut, or maybe if comparison is your besetting sin where you can't. Find your worth or your value in Jesus because you're trying so hard to be like the world. Maybe it's time that you come back to Christ. First John 1, 9. He's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness.
1: Yeah, oftentimes we're really concerned that if we show people who we truly are, that they won't want anything to do with us because of our brokenness. But the broken are the exact people that Jesus wants to be a part of his family The fact that we're broken actually makes us more beautiful, because if we embrace it, then we can give Christ the opportunity to shine through us.
0: Yeah, I think that's very good. And we were talking at youth group last night um, about what it truly means to follow Jesus. And if you look at Andrew and Peter, when he calls them to be disciples, is they're just fishing. I mean, and all of Jesus's disciples, he didn't go to the synagogues and to the temples and find the most religious people or, or by the Jewish standards, the most religious people. He called everyday men who had attitude problems, who had issues, who had sinful habits. He called them to be his followers because he knew that through his grace and through his mercy, he could do something fantastic. In their life.
1: That's really good.
0: And so today, as we close, I thank you so much for listening and tuning in with us. And I'll just encourage you evaluate your spiritual condition. Who are you trying to be like? Are you trying to be like Jesus, the creator of the world, the savior of the universe, the one that shed his own blood for you? Or are you trying to be like somebody that you follow or somebody that you know? At the end of the day, mankind is going to let you down every single time. But I promise you, Jesus is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. He'll never let you down, he'll never fail you. And he's always there. So let's today, Christian, pattern our life, our thoughts, our speech after him, after the one that gave all for us. And let's try our best to live like him today in a broken world. Have a great Friday and God bless. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode of the I Am Persuaded podcast, please consider subscribing and share with your friends. We pray this is a blessing in your life. God bless.